everybody. Welcome to the Community is Amador Name podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health for you, your family, and our community. My name is Gareth Oliver. Great to be with you again this week. Uh, been a couple of weeks between podcasts uh, due to some public holidays and the fact that I was away as well. So we're back for another episode. It's a good episode too. It's a great chat that I had with Linda Nikos from the Arat Suicide Prevention Awareness Group. And you'll hear me say action group a couple of times in the podcast. So I'll pick myself up. It is the Arat Suicide Prevention Awareness Group. So disregard what I say for probably the first five minutes or so of the, uh, of the, the discussion. And we're talking about how the group got started, uh, what its goal is, and how it tries to help people who maybe not necessarily even feeling suicidal, people who have experienced suicide or people who's had a suicide in their family or even just people who are feeling isolated and lonely and need someone to, to touch out and, uh, and, and chat to and about the work that they do in around our communities, especially around the Ararat region. So it's, a, it's an interesting discussion, uh, as Linda will mention in the podcast. Unfortunately, she has been touched by suicide in her family. And uh, I think it's a really great thing that uh, that the Linda and uh, Katerina have, have started. So, now, of course, because this episode does contain a, uh, a lot of discussion around suicide, we'll give you the number for Lifeline, 131114, that's 13, 11, 14. So if this does, you know, trigger you, bring up any negative feelings, uh, for you, then don't hesitate to call Lifeline. I'll give you the number once again, 13, 11, 14. Okay, here it is. Here's my discussion with Linda Nikos from the Arendt Suicide Prevention Awareness Group on the Community Is Our Middle Day podcast. And of course, it's brought to you by Grampians Community Health. On the podcast this week, I'm joined by Linda Nikos from the Arat Suicide Prevention Action Group. Linda, thank you very much for giving up some time to come on our podcast. A pleasure. Thanks for inviting me along, Gareth. No, absolute pleasure. Actually, I was I was saying to my wife a, a few days ago that you guys have a group have had on my my list for a little while. That I thought, oh man, I really need to to get the um, Suicide Prevention Action Group on to have a bit of a chat because we had Suicide Awareness Day. Uh, in September, I think it was the tenth from memory. Yes, yeah, and AOK Day on the eighth. Yeah, and we're coming into Mental Health Month in October, so I thought perfect timing to get um, someone on. Yeah, and yeah. talk about the the group. So, can you talk a little bit, Linda, about how did it start? First of all, how did the Arat Suicide Prevention Action Group um, kick off, and how long have you been going for? Um, they really started in about 2013 initially, and Tony Kennedy. Sorry, Tony Cassidy worked uh, for Worsley Life Force in Sydney and we were identified as an area of higher incidence of, of suicide. So uh, Tony came down and had a public meeting, um, got people to come along and just uh, floated the idea of setting up a network in our app. There's um, networks Australia-wide and now there's um, up well over 100 networks across Australia. 
So they had, you had an initial meeting and the ARAT Suicide Network was set up um, and that ran for a couple of years. But there was a bit of discussion around not really wanting to come under the Wesley banner, I think. So the group folded. But then oh, probably about eight years ago now, um, we decided that um, Katarina Linton and I decided that we needed to look at, at getting the group set up again. Um, so we held a, with the support, we have a, a regional um, person that assists us from Weasley. Um, and they came and we had a meeting and we decided uh, that we would start the group up again. And we had some interest from Grandkids Community Health. We had um, someone from Wadia. We had someone from the library. We had, um, and there was also um, Lynn, um, Grandkids Lynn, who came on board. So we were established again, um, but decided to change the name to the ARAT Suicide Prevention Awareness Group so that it was, it was a bit softer to say prevention and awareness group. And so we got off the ground and we've been doing really well. We started doing, um, Are You OK Day about, uh, five years ago now. And the initial one, we put around on the Monday, we put around purple balloons. And then people were sort of, the idea of that was that people would ask, why are there purple balloons all over town? So on Thursday, when we set up for Are You OK Day, we said, did you notice the purple balloons? And people would say, oh, yeah, we wondered what they were for. So we said the idea of that was to start a conversation. And then we went into Are You OK Day and said, and it's because today, is a day to encourage people to start a conversation about AOK. So that um, has been a very successful day for us over that time. We've had fantastic support from local cafes, um, particularly Fred and Bets and Foragers, who um, make a substantial donation from that day. The donation from Fred and Bets this year was over $500 and the donation from Forages was over $300. And then we had other other bits coming from the other places that supported us, which included Chalambar and the RSL. Um, and as I say, um, a few of the hotels and cafes. So um, that's always been a big thing. And the idea is to get money for training and also just for um, the awareness and getting people to start talking. And then after... COVID, I mean, it was very hard. Everyone found it very hard to, to have meetings, to get together. But also we realised that people were starting to feel uh, very isolated um, and alone. So as soon as we could start it up, uh, we've, we now hold uh, on the first and third Tuesday of the month at the guide hall beside Alexander Hall, we hold a social night, which with the idea is for people who are um, perhaps on their own at home, just to get them out and come and um, we play. We've been playing board games quite a bit and get, that gets discussion going while we're playing. Um, we provide a light meal so people come along and we just have work out on the night what we're going to have. And we're hoping now that the weather um, improves. When, when we get together then we'll have a little bit of a walk as well, um, walk and talk, um, which is good. Um, and now with some of the money that's been raised from 
AOKJ and other um, amounts coming in. We're um, going to look at producing some some cards with um, contact numbers for services like Lifeline, uh, Beyond Blue, um, Kids Helpline, Suicide Callback Line, all those things. So we'll, that's sort of our next thing to to do that way. But we're also um, looking at holding. Um, we had an inaugural memorial walk in 2020, um, held at Alexandra Lake, which was really a really successful day. We had Keith Garner, who was the CEO of um, Wesley Mission. He came down and was guest speaker. So we had about a hundred people in attendance, and we're hoping to hold another one. Uh, we were we were going to hold it on World Suicide Prevention Day, and then we we're looking at Mental Health Week. I mean, we're just having a little bit of trouble getting a date, and and that's a bit due to the fact that we've really uh, we really need more support for our group. Um, Katarina and I um, have been there. Uh, we've both been personally touched um, in our own families with family members dying by suicide. So that's our drive and our passion. It's hard work, um, especially when we've only um, got a few members that are able to help us out. So if anyone wants to come on board and join our group, we have a Facebook page and people can contact us via that or Katerina or myself. And Linda, I'll, I'll put a link to the um, to the Facebook page in the show notes. And also, I'm going to correct myself because I was calling it the Arrett Suicide Prevention Action Group Awareness yeah, Group. Sorry. No, no, yeah. that's no, that's that's my mistake. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um, a lot of the podcasts that we've done, I think we've we've done, we're coming up towards 50 podcasts, and one of the big themes that's come up over that sort of 12 months ish that we've been going with the podcast is that that isolation that you spoke about um, and COVID exacerbated that and there's no denying it, but it's, it's funny, you would think that places like Ararat, places like Stall, you know, Sanana, these smaller sort of towns, they'd be that, that real, that, a greater sense of community, but isolation seems to be more and more of a problem, doesn't it? It, it does. It does. I think people got in the habit of not going out too. So some people are still a bit wary about going out. Um, people have probably lost friendships, um, you know, just from um, being apart um, or lost lost contact with people. Um, and the group's not, it's not, a, um, that social night is not um, just for people who are, um, you know, having um, mental health issues and, and having suicidal ideation. It's a group for anyone to come along and join us. Um, just for that socialisation and, um, you know, we chat about anything that's, um, and anything. If people want to talk about um, services that are available and that sort of thing, you know, we're certainly happy to do that as well. Is the group also not just for people, like you said, who are maybe feeling that isolation or, or going through mental health issues, but for perhaps people... You mentioned earlier that your family's been been touched, unfortunately, by suicide. But for you know people who may have lost a friend or family member um, via suicide, yeah, because for a lot of people, there's a lot of guilt around it when a family member dies. Um, so we, you know, sort of we talk about that. Um, it's not 
something that you make you feel good about people. Sometimes people's um, intentions are very obvious um, and sometimes people say, oh, I didn't pick up anything. And that's because sometimes you don't and it's very individual. And um, so we sort of, you know, hopefully we can have people talk. We have a lot of huge experienced people and that's where it's good. We try to encourage people to, to come along, but we don't tend to get people who have been touched by suicide. And that's where when we hold our memorial wall, we get those people along. Um, so that's, you know, some of our, our money raised goes towards that day because it is a very reflective day. And um, the people that came to the first one we did uh, were very thankful that we've done that. Because they, they probably feel very isolated themselves, even as a family unit. Um, and I, I can't speak to this with any experience, um, but just the way I'm piecing it together in my head is as a family unit, you probably think, well, did we do something wrong? Uh, what could we have done differently? And you probably do feel that that isolation. And look, correct me if I'm wrong, Linda, because um, I, may, I may be talking way out of school here, but um, I think something like that, that get-together, uh, the social night uh, you have every fortnight or the that the walk, which which was a fantastic idea, I think, um, is a really good way for people who have been affected by it, families in particular, to, to look around and say, okay, we're not alone. This this is unfortunately too common in our society. Yeah, and there's still, you know, I think the stigma around suicide is getting much better. That's, um, you know, it's not because, um, you know, people need to be able to talk about it because we all know that, that talking about things helps and um, you know if you say things it really helps with you with your working through your journey of grief and loss and um, and maybe you know learning skills so that you can help other people who you can't do anything for your own loved one that's passed away but maybe you can do a little bit to help others or you know we get the sense and the feel that we are helping others you know and our group now has got a lot of support and I think we've got a, a name for ourselves now uh, which is really good considering as well that there's only a few members so I'm going to say again we'd love some new members and we'd love more people to come along on the first and third Tuesday night from 6.30 to 8.30 uh, when the warmer weather comes hopefully that'll bring a few more people out. And and look it's a absolutely worthwhile cause what, what you you guys are doing so yeah let's hope a few more people jump on board to help out and people who want to help out they don't necessarily have to be people who have been affected by suicide do they no not at all i mean we need people with, with um organizational skills people who perhaps have computer skills um you know with anybody and you don't you don't have to certainly don't have to have been touched by suicide because um you know it's about people People being aware and, and helping each other and being, bringing some hope and, and light into your life. Yeah, so aside from the, the social catch-ups and the, the walk around Alexandria Gardens, what, what other things in the community does uh, the Arat Suicide Prevention Awareness Group do? You know, in, do? Do you work with businesses? Do you work with some of the local schools perhaps? Um, we tend to not do schools because... The, the networks um, tend to do 
sort of more after school. We ha we have tried a couple of times, but it's quite difficult. Um, you do you know when we do a session with if we were doing a session at, at the school, um, it can be quite intense, and you don't know what's triggering for people. So we we tried um, before, and there was once we got down to saying, you know, we need to have some support people on board when we're there and that sort of thing. I think it was a bit scared a few people that that maybe we're going to trigger people and and talking about it would make people uh, that would put the idea in people's head but um, that's not certainly not not what it is um, you don't you don't put the idea in someone's head by talking about suicide but we as I say we, we're going to look, um, produce some cards so we're doing that we also have training programs that can be done through Wesley, which we have no cost. But there's also local trainers now who are training with suicide prevention training courses. Um, so we're hoping to access those local people because those courses are accredited courses, whereas the ones we do through Wesley um, are more just an information session. So I think people, I think it's good to have a certificate and say, that I, you know, I've done some training in suicide prevention, and and it's about not being scared. The big thing is not being scared to ask somebody, "Are you having suicidal thoughts? Have you thought about ending your life?" Yeah, and it can be quite a confronting conversation for both people, I, I guess, can't it? It can, it can, and I, I also find that you just need to get people to ask, say out loud. Um, I was involved in an AOK Day event in Horsham on AOK Day. I went up there after we'd done our, our day session. And when I was doing my little talk at the end, I asked everybody to turn to the person next to them and ask the question twice and actually you know, say it out loud. Are you having suicidal thoughts? Have you had thoughts about in your life? And people... Um, everyone did that, and it's um, it's once you say no, it's not scary. It's so, you know um, back to that thing. If you're not going to put the idea in someone's head, but every life matters. So we're about um, so I suppose we're we're about reducing that stigma as well. Yeah, and that's a really big thing, isn't it? That I, I know that. Um you know, just from anecdotal experience and having had uh, well, had friends who've who've uh, committed suicide, there, there used to be a real stigma and a real shame around it. It's probably not, well, hopefully it's not as bad anymore. Conversations are so, so important and that's that's where yeah. uh, the, the social groups that you guys do and, and things like that are, are so important. So, Linda, have you seen much change since the... Um, suicide prevention awareness groups started in the way that we as a society are dealing with mental health, especially there's been a lot more money uh, going towards mental health services. We now see things like One Red Tree in our app that actually are working in schools with young people. Are, are you seeing yeah. that there's, there's more availability for people who might want to get that professional help? Yeah, certainly. And also in people's workplaces, there's more leave available to people with mental health issues and uh, people who are experiencing domestic violence situations. So there's a lot more funding gone into those areas. And 
Yeah, one one red tree is is fantastic because it's been really hard to access a psychologist um, since since COVID because so many people have needed um, to speak to someone. So yeah, it's been really difficult. So that's a great great thing, and for them to be into schools as well is really good. Um, the mellow and the yellow group, they're out. They they do an event out around Way, um, and they have a big fundraiser, and they put their money into um, mental health programs as well, into suicide prevention training, and that um, that's had a break I think with COVID, but we'll see they're back doing another one this year. Um, so we're not the only, certainly not the only people there. There's a lot of resources around with Greg's Community Health that those um yeah so that um they're all really really good things and yeah certainly a lot more um places where people can access help but we're just you know we're trying to be there and by saying suicide prevention awareness group it's just that thing of letting people know that there's there's places around people to talk to that it's okay it's not um something to be ashamed of and I'm just going to pick you up on something you said because it's very you know very important as you said that you knew someone had who had committed suicide uh, we tend to say don't say committed because that's like you're saying they've committed a crime um, so what we prefer to say is died by suicide or okay. yeah yeah um, so because of that thing of um, not being a crime, and it used to be that um, I think attempted suicide wasn't a crime, but suicide was, which turns a bit silly. But, anyway, <laughs> it does seem a bit silly. Now, yeah, all those things are now gone, so we do try to take that committed word out. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm pleased you pulled me up on that because um, that's one of the reasons I do this is to learn stuff. I didn't realise that, um, yeah, yeah. that, uh, yeah, the, the terminology around it had, was, was different. So oh, I appreciate being um, being pulled up on that, Linda. And, and yeah, you... Yeah. And it, sorry, I keep running in, but things come to mind. You'll, you'll notice a lot with articles in the paper um, or on the news, uh, they'll often list the lifeline beyond blue um, kids helpline those numbers after an article or uh, a news item and that's because it's now become law they passed a law that um, any suspicious death where or any uh, death by suicide that's being reported they must put those numbers after it yeah which is which is a good thing because you know things, things are triggering for people um, even though you know, I'm saying you're not going to put the idea in someone's head. A um, lot of lot of things. Um, even if I'm going to throw it out there with home and away, um, you know, they often have storylines that, and they say it could be triggering for people. You know, and that can be past traumas, um, yeah, things they've seen, um, that sort of thing. So it's really good that they list list those numbers after I, um, news items that. That may be distressing to some people. Yeah, it's uh, 
that art can imitate life sometimes, can't it? And I can't believe I'm calling Home and Away art, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, Linda, before we before we wrap wrap this up, is there anything else you'd like to get out? Any any more information about the Arrow Suicide Prevention Awareness Group that you'd like people listening to maybe know, or anything else about to anyone who may be, you know, considering whether or not they should come along to one of the groups? Well, anyone anyone who would like to come along, um, just come along on the first or third um, Tuesday, and or you can contact us through the Facebook page, or I'll leave my numbers with you, Gareth. Yep. And um, yeah, we'd love to have more people on board to give us a hand because, yeah. um, as I say. Katarina and I, um, we've been in there since we restarted and we were there from the initial beginning um, because it's just it's just important because every life matters. Yeah, and who knows, by going going down and, and having a chat on that uh, that social group night or, you know, putting your hand up to, to help out with one of the, one of the um, Arrett Suicide Prevention Awareness Group activities or on on your on your um your committee you could be changing someone's life for the better and you may not even realize it but just that oh, yeah look yeah i know you okay Joe. we set up a table outside the bendigo bank and and you will have two or three people come along and they'll have a long chat and you just know that you've made a difference for that person mm. so if we have one person come along and do that then We've we've had a good day, yeah. We have people, and we have some you know males that come along, and they wouldn't, you know, they're reluctant to talk to people. But because we're there and we're just in the street, we're just casual. They'll often start to debrief a little bit to you, and we're able to then give them some ideas of who to go to for some help. Yeah, and even if you lift a just the tiniest bit of weight off their shoulders for for that day, that's something, isn't it? Yeah, 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 but it's okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Linda, I really appreciate you keeping up some time to have a chat to me today and uh, come on the Communities Emmett Name podcast. Like I said, I will put a link into our show notes for the um, Facebook page if anyone's looking to get in touch with you guys and find out more information. But um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on and talking about what's a uh, quite a heavy subject, but it's one that we really need to keep out there in the open. For sure. And thank you for inviting me along. Once again, a big thank you to Linda from the Ararat Suicide Prevention Awareness Group for coming on and having a chat on the Community Is Amateur Name podcast about the group and about some of the activities that they do and some of the ways that they support people in our local communities. Now, uh, of course, I'll give you the Facebook page that Linda mentioned in the show notes. Linda also wanted me to pass on uh, the phone numbers, and I'll put these in the show notes as well. Uh, so you can contact Linda on 0407-121-723 or Katerina on 0400-452-074 or email arratspag at gmail.com. It's a way to get in touch with them. Or like I said, find them on Facebook as well. Speaking of Facebook, Corinthians Community Health is on Facebook. I'll give you that uh, Facebook address very shortly because this podcast is brought to you by Grandpins Community Health. And Grandpins Community Health offers a huge range of services right across 
the western part of this beautiful state called Victoria. We cover the following local government areas, the Northern Grampian Shire, Ararat Rural City, Horsham Rural City, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Bull Oak Shire, Southern Grampian Shire, Pyrenees Shire and Central Goldfields Shire regions. Services available include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, family violence assistance uh, and we are also involved with the Orange Door in Horsham which has recently opened. Uh, aged care and NDIS support including NDIS support coordination and plan management and case management for home care packages uh, through from uh, my aged care. Mental health services, counselling uh, across a huge range of areas, including generalist counselling, and much, much more. For more information about all the services, gch.org.au is the place to go. Go to the website and you'll find out uh, what services are available and if we can assist you or give us a call, 53587400, Monday to Friday, business hours. Visit us on site, Ararat Stall or Horsham in our main offices there. Go in and say good day to our friendly customer engagement staff and they will be able to point you in the right direction. I mentioned Facebook before. Of course, we are on social media. We are on Facebook. So search for Grampians Community Health on there or put in facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram as well. So at GCH Grampians, that's our handle on both of those. And if, I'm sure if you search for us on both of those platforms, you'll find us there too. Uh, we are on YouTube as well, so you can find Grampians Community Health on YouTube. Once again, just search in for Grampians Community Health and it'll pop up and we'll be uh, we trying to keep the content up there as best we can. Uh, the podcast, which has recently cracked 2,000 downloads, so I'll just take a bit of time out from the little outro spiel and just say thank you to everyone who has listened to or downloaded uh, or subscribes to the podcast. Um, it means so much to us that you have given this podcast a shot in if you only listen once. That's that's still cool. It still helps us get our message out and about. And if you're a regular listener, thank you so much uh, for for being part of it. And uh, and yeah, spread the word. We want to get to the next the next uh, next milestone as soon as we can, and and really get the messages out there about what's happening in our community and where people can get help from from Grampians Community Health and also from from other places uh, around our region as well. There's some great stories that have been told by uh, by people who have bravely come on and, and talked about their experiences over the over the journey of this podcast over the past well, a bit over 12 months. So yeah, thank you everyone for the 2000 uh, downloads onward and upwards to the next milestone. Uh, of course, if you want to subscribe, you can do so on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, if you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that does help people to find us, does help get our message out there. We're on Podbean, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on TuneIn, we're on Stitcher, we're on anywhere you can get good podcasts. You'll find this one. The intro and outro music was an original composition for this podcast, and it was by Mr. Andrew Parsons, and we use that with his permission, and we give him our thanks. And... We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands upon which this podcast was recorded and edited. So this is Jabberon Country and pay our respects to all elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all our Aboriginal people. My name is Gareth Olver. Like I said, uh, I'll give that number once again for Lifeline. 131114 13 11 14. If anything from this podcast has... Uh, 
has made you feel a bit uncomfortable or, or has triggered you a little bit, don't hesitate to seek help and, and call Lifeline or look, even go through our intake service and see if you can get hold of some counsellors. Uh, I, I would highly recommend doing any of that sort of stuff. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast nonetheless, and uh, I'll be back again very shortly with another episode. So until then, from everyone here at Greenpeace Community Health, who are, of course, here for you, your family, and most importantly, our community, because community is our middle name, of course. Thanks for being with us and so long.